Welcome to the Hope Infusion Interactive Podcast, where we create a safe space for receiving your infusion of hope while chatting about all things faith and mental health. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hope Infusion Interactive Podcast, where we chat about ways our faith infuses hope. We focus on mental health and wellness, and we are recording live on the Clubhouse app so you and the audience can ask questions, share comments, or share your stories. Now, I am a mental health expert, and my esteemed colleague, Dr. Amir, is our medical research expert, and so periodically you will hear from him as well. We start our chat off with the time of sharing on a topic and interviewing a special guest. During this period, the hand-raising feature in the app is turned off while we glean from our guest or while we share. At an appointed time, the hand-raising feature will be turned back on and you get to ask your questions. The final recording will be edited and uploaded to the Hope Infusion podcast, which is on all podcast outlets. Welcome to the Hope Infusion interactive podcast, where we create a safe space for receiving your infusion of hope while chatting about all things faith and mental health. Welcome to the Hope Infusion podcast. Today, we are talking about anxiety in our series on anxiety, but specifically how to deal with it. And today we're going to go to a scriptural reference on, well, honestly, it talks about anxiety and it is with one of our favorite and most popular people from the Bible, David, King David, Shepherd David, uh, whichever way you look at him, we're going to use him as our example today to talk about anxiety. So I want you to listen to this psalm, and when you have an opportunity, I want you to go and actually read it out loud. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So David prayed this prayer when he was in a very difficult situation. King Saul, who he had played for, who he had went to battle for, was now turning the tables and was seeking his life. And and David hadn't done anything wrong, but he had been the promised king, but now he's running like a fugitive. He's hiding out in caves and it's it's not a good feeling. He was in a situation that caused him to be anxious and probably experience a lot of other emotions as well. He's probably angry. And we know when we go through the psalm, not probably, he was angry and he let God know it. 
So God already knew, but David trusted God enough that he would say, you know what, I'm going to tell you what you already know, and I'm going to expose myself and just kind of be vulnerable with you, God, so that you can show me maybe the things that I don't know. Tell me what I'm truly thinking and experiencing. And as I've shared before, there's a term for when you just can't access your feelings on your own. And and David did say, you know, help me understand what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And if there's something offensive in it, let me know. But when you can't access your feelings on your own, it's called alexithymia. Alexa as in word and thymia as in feeling. So if you can't put your feelings into words, you have a hard time with that, you may be experiencing that as a a symptom. Now, again, I like to use alexithymia very specifically. It's kind of like anxiety or being anxious versus anxiety disorder. You can experience brief periods of time where you're having word-finding difficulties with, with identifying emotion and not actually have the disorder that's related to alexithymia. So just wanted to make that clear. But some people will experience this and they just can't put those words, those strong emotions that are welling up inside into coherent statements. And David was battling with this. He was having a hard time and he did a lot of back and forth. He starts Psalm 139 reminding himself and reminding God that he knows that God knows him. Then he shares one of the most beautiful and comforting statements in the Psalms. And this is a statement of comfort that I will constantly ask my patients and clients to go back to because it can be incredibly soothing when you're in the height of a high emotional response. Where shall I go from your spirit? And where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And that's a beautiful, beautiful phrase that David kind of starts out with. But then he honestly goes to the other end and shares how difficult the situation is. He says, I'm literally covered with darkness and it may be light outside to others. Others may be doing okay. And it may physically be light outside, but guess what? To me, it feels like I'm in the middle of the, the darkest night and I can't see anything. So he goes back and forth for the remainder of the psalm. He vacillates between reminding himself that God formed him, considers him precious, and constantly thinks about him. And then he talks about and thinks about the situation at hand. And it makes him angry. He said he hates his enemies. He loathes them. And he wants God to get him. And David's very transparent about his fluidity and his emotions, which brings us to David's request to be searched to be fully known and to know himself more, to help understand why he's having this back and forth, this ebbing and flowing, this tide of emotions that he's experiencing. One moment, we experience these emotions. We feel confident in the God that loves us and has created us. And we just left Sunday service or we had our Bible study and we feel so full and we feel like things are great and we are more than conquerors and, and we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us and things are good. And then Monday comes. Or then a new situation comes or you get a bad report. You know, you get a bad report from school about your child. You get a bad report from the doctor about an illness and you don't know what to do. We get anxious and worried. We get irritable and angry. We lose hope. 
Now, if you're going through this back and forth, thinking one way one moment and thinking the opposite way the next, that's an example of split mind. And I want to be very clear about the term that we're going to use. I'm using it not in the clinical disorder term, but split mind, that is literally what the term schizophrenia means. Schizo split phrenia mind. That going back and forth. The Bible talks about this, right? It talks about the double-minded man being unstable in all of his ways. And it is true. When you are doing this going back and forth, it's really difficult. It can be hard for you to have faith in this situation and believe that God loves you in that moment. But if we return our minds back to the God who loves us and cares for us, we can not only ask him to intervene in our situation, but we can also ask him to show us how we feel. Maybe show us the root of the problem. There are times where I will have folks, patients, write down all of the things, just do a brain dump, write down all of the things that are on their mind. And other times I will ask them very specifically to list out their worries and do the the catastrophizing, because you're doing the catastrophizing anyway. You're, you're, you're using that unhealthy uh, coping skill or coping mechanism and, and that distorted way of thinking is catastrophic. Oh, what's the worst that could happen? And you think the worst is going to happen. It usually doesn't, but you're thinking it will. Well, I asked him to go ahead, be brave, write it out, list it out, and then commit it to prayer. And then think through, well, if that did happen, how have I recovered in the past and how will I likely recover in the future? How has God shown up in the past and how is he likely to show up in the future? And remember I told you before that our brains, it likes order, it likes stability, it likes compartmentalization. It's going to take what you already know and when you experience a novel or new experience, it's going to compare it to that novel experience. It's going to basically say, okay, this happened over here. And if this happened, then let me put that in the same box. And that's a great thing for people of faith. Great thing for people of faith. Because if we remind ourselves, I think this is one of the reasons that God asked the children of Israel, every time they experienced this challenge and every time he brought them out and did something new, he said, put up a memorial. I love the movie War Room where the, I think it's Miss Clara, uh, has a wall of remembrance. And she says, I put it there so I won't forget, right? I put it there so that I can look back on all the things that God has done. And it helps me in those difficult times to come. And we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to have that that memorial that we can go back to and we can say, well, this I already know. My brain already recognizes that God was faithful in this situation and God was faithful in that situation. And he brought me out of this and he did that for me. So this new experience, this new trial, this new challenge, this new opportunity that I might be nervous about, I'm going to put that in the context of what I already know about God and who's shown up in these other ways, in this other situation. And I know it is hard in the moment. I'm human just like you and I've been there and I hear from my patients and my clients they've all been there when you're in the middle of it and you don't remember all these good things well that's why setting this out in a prominent place can be helpful and also the practice of looking at something and practicing it again and again can be helpful because that's when it's going to come back right and then of course we can't do it all by ourselves the Holy Spirit brings back to our remembrance the things that we've already already inputted. So again, when you are calm and relaxed, that's the time to meditate and read God's word and 
to meditate on some of his promises and some of these calming things because your body's going to associate the calm experience, right? And so when something does come that is a struggle or makes you feel uncalm, stressed, your brain is going to remember that. Your body's going to remember that. And I also tell people to do other things like create counter cards. And we're going to talk about in a different episode, some practical things that you can do, some tangible physical things that you can do to help. And and one of them, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now that counter cards are something that I really like using. Basically, you just take a index card and again, during those calmer moments, go through and write down positive quotes or affirmations, calming thoughts. Uh, Maybe you glue some beautiful calming pictures to your comfort card, scriptures like this Psalm 139, or opportunities. Remember those memorials, places where God has turned obstacles into opportunities. Write those things on counter cards. Use one of those little rings, punch a hole in the card, make yourself your own little card deck and carry that around with you particularly when you know that you're going through a stressful season. Because I promise you, you're probably going to forget a lot of what I'm saying right now. Feel free, of course, to go back and listen to this from the beginning, but also feel free to go back and reread those counter cards, experience those counter cards so you can remind yourself of times that you've come through. Now, sometimes we actually have to do some other things when we are dealing with anxious thoughts. Once God guides us into the truth, it's then our responsibility to deal with whatever that underlying root was. You may need to go to a brother and that you have something against and share that in the biblically disciplined way. You may need to forgive a past hurt or hang up. And that's hard work that you need to do that doesn't involve anybody else but you. And maybe you're holding something against God. Maybe you feel like he allowed something to happen that you didn't like, or he didn't allow something to happen that you really wanted and you didn't get. He knows. So honestly, open up and go to him. Ask him to search you and know your anxious thoughts to reveal your heart to you. And he will lead you through that darkness. Thank you for spending this time with us here on the Hope Infusion Interactive Podcast. What one thing did you hear that you can immediately put into action in your own life? We'd love to hear from you, so let us know with a thoughtful and helpful comment. Subscribe and follow us on both our podcast outlets as well as social media channels. If you know someone whose day can be changed for the good by something you heard, please share this infusion of hope with them. And I hope and trust that you will have a blessed day on purpose.